Hello, 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 and welcome to episode seven of the Entrepreneur Playground. I'm joined by a wonderful married couple. I have Nina Lockwood and Gary Stein on the line with me today. They are two wonderful coaches. Nina is a transformational coach, and how she described it was that she helps people realize how wonderful life is. And I just absolutely love that, uh, the way that she just shared that. So Nina, would you just like to, to introduce yourself a little bit further? Sure. I think that your topic of having more play and fun in life is really key to having a really wonderful life, not taking anything too seriously, having fun with it, enjoying it, and not having to turn ourselves into pretzels by figuring out life that we have an amazing capacity to be here and respond to what shows up and really create some wonderful things, whether it's in our personal life or our business life. Absolutely. I love that. And, and you were a big inspiration behind this and, and my kind of changed concept of creativity and my understanding of that and, and adding more fun and play into life. And so uh, I just want to say thank you for for that and for helping me realize that it was extremely valuable and one of the biggest parts of 2020 for me it was uh this has been a crazy year but getting to know you and getting to change that relationship with creativity has been so unbelievably helpful for me so thank you oh i'm so glad <laughs> all right and her husband gary he has been a coach in the industry for about 25 years and now what he's excited about is he is helping people that are in uh, long-term pain and helping them realize that suffering uh, is a choice. I know, Gary, that's not exactly how you described it to me, but I would just love for you to introduce yourself as well. Oh, sure. Well, I'll jump right in on that and, and just say that um, uh, pain and suffering seem to be the same thing. Uh, and I learned from experience, having been in, in uh, constant physical pain for many years, that they're very different things. Um, as I said to you a little while ago, the, uh, pain is what your body is telling you. It's giving you a message that something's amiss. Suffering is what your brain is telling you about that pain. It's, it's you having an argument with your pain. And when you understand that pain and suffering aren't the same thing, that they can be uh, decoupled from one another, living in pain is uh, fairly easy compared to living in pain and suffering. So I'm, I'm really excited about uh, what has been a, a difficult journey for me turning into something that I can um, give to other people and, and uh, help them come to the place that I've gotten to with that. That's, that's amazing. And I, I love that. I love what you're, what you're doing and, and what you're helping people with, because I think that's so valuable. And, you know, the, where this idea came from, it wasn't necessarily physical pain, but it was seeing the pain of people having to go to work, having to, you know, as people describe it, going through the motions. Mm. And it, it seemed like people were in pain or, or dealing with that sort of suffering of like not enjoying life or not appreciating it or, or whatever it is. And, and so I, I love what you're, what you're doing and what you're helping people see. Yeah. Neat. Thank you. And, and it's funny cause you've just made that connection for me. Uh, this isn't confined to physical pain, though that's where my concentration is. Yeah, what you just described, people hating their job, hating to go to work, hating their life. 
um, that's that's suffering that doesn't that's unnecessary too. That's suffering that's completely optional. So yeah, it's all con- all kinds of pain, really. I mean, uh-huh. pain and suffering get get attached very easily, and we think they're the same thing, and they're just not. And by the way, I just want to interject here. That little spot you see on Gary's nose, it's not pain and it's not anything that I caused Gary to feel. <laughs> what is it? I can't see it. I think you little have a little bruise on that nose. Well, I guess your, I'm your glasses sticking, are covering you know, it now. <laughs> I'm sticking my nose in where it doesn't belong. <laughs> I don't know what's there. And I apologize if my uh, bruise and nose is offending anybody. No, I just wanted to claim that I wasn't responsible for no, it. No, no, of course you were. Strange that you would bring that up, though, isn't it? It, it does well, make it a little bit more suspicious. Here. It does. It, it, it's a little bit more suspicious now that she brushed up. <laughs> so, so Gary, I would love since we already got on this topic to to start off. What would you What would you say to someone who who is you know, suffering through that, that work exhaustion or, or just isn't happy going to, to work every day. They, they just don't want to get out of bed. What, what would you say to that person? Well, uh, I think it would be helpful for that person to see that, uh, see the dialogue they have going on in their head or the monologue they, go, they have going on in their head, all the commentary about the job and about life and, and all the resistance that's in that commentary. And uh, when you start to see that for yourself, you know, you're looking at your own life and seeing all that resistance. Oh, well, then things start to become a little clearer about what, what really is a source of pain and what is just you getting up in your own head about things. That, you know, when we were uh, speaking before the call and, 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 and you were trying to figure out what the connection was going to be between this work and finding fun in life, it, it came to me very quickly that fun is about a sense of adventure. It's about a sense of spontaneity. And the people who wake up in the morning and think, wow, I wonder what today's gonna be like. I wonder what's waiting for me out there today. I wonder how I'll get to express myself today. That's somebody who's probably gonna have some fun in that day. You know, because that sense of adventure is there and it's it's supporting everything versus getting up and thinking, oh, it's only Monday. And, and let's see, um, uh, the middle of the week is Wednesday at lunch. And I've got all this time to get just doing that that head trip on yourself, uh, inventing a, a, a fantasy future that seems very unpleasant versus just the sense of I wonder what's waiting for me. Fun, fun is partly about a sense of wonder, adventure and wonder, and not knowing. If you think you know everything that's waiting for you in your day, how could it possibly be fun? Even if there are activities you like. Surpri- humans love surprises, you know? We, we love to have these lovely little surprises where we're caught by something that we didn't expect to see. But if we're caught in our own commentary, chances are we're not even gonna see those things. They'll pass us by and we won't even appreciate them. So where's the fun in that? That's draining the fun out of life, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was just a, a beautiful way of explaining it. I, I just love that that connection. And and I think that there's there is that way that you can wake up differently. 
And even if it is a job that you don't like, you know, there, there are surprises or pieces or, or something that you can add or put into your life that would add that sense of adventure to it. And, and I just, that was such a great response. Yeah. Well, and one last thing, when you said, even if it's a job you don't like, of course, if you're focusing on the fact that you don't like your job, you've pretty much cut yourself off to any, anything wonderful that comes through there, you know, that could present itself during a typical work day. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's where this whole thing came from was that I was hearing so much of that, that people you know, didn't want to go to work, didn't like their job. And, and that's all I heard about. And especially, you know, working at a bar now, I hear those types of comments constantly. And, uh, and it, it was yeah. like, I, I want to help people to, to step away from that or to, to realize that there's a different way of doing that. So that, that sense of wonder and adventure, I mean, that's just such a better way to, to wake up, <laughs> to start the day. Well, it's good, for your, it's good for your customers to see you that way. You know, here you are tending bar, obviously having fun, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, making it into fun. It's, people, it's, it's great to have that modeled in front of you. I think you're making a really good point most people don't realize they have a choice you know they they get up in their heads and then that feedback loop just keeps going and going and going and they get so caught up in the drama of it that they forget oh i don't have to do this i don't have to think this way i don't have to believe everything i think and once you realize that i think once you realize you have that choice that that begins to help you to get out of that that magic circle of the same thing over and over again, the same crummy thing, so that you can have some fun instead and, and see things differently. Because, you know, as Gary said, even though we, we can say what we think we know is going to happen, we don't know how it's going to happen or the consequences of what's going to happen. So if we are, I was just thinking about this, if we hold the ideas that come to us really lightly as if we were holding a firefly in our hands and we could see the light streaming out through between our fingers, we'd have a whole different sense of, oh, there's another way to do this. There's another way to live. There's another way to enjoy life instead of just, as you were saying, just, you know, dragging ourselves through our days. And, and something else, if you're looking for the same thing, if you're expecting the same thing day after day, what are you going to see? The same thing. If, that's what, if you set up that expectation and think, okay, well, I know what today's going to be like. It's going to be a drag and it's going to be dull and I'm, I'm not going to like this particular meeting I've got to go to. And, I, and then I've got to see this client and I have a difficult time with them. And geez, why do I, haven't, why do I even have to go through this day? Well, you've just set yourself up for a shit day, frankly. And versus the, yeah, I don't really know how this is going to go. I've had a meeting with this person 12 times, but maybe I'll see something new about them today. Or maybe I'll see something new in our relationship. Or maybe I'll see something new in their point of view. Then all of a sudden, life's, every moment of life is brand new instead of feeling like some old you know, tire that's been retreaded 14 times and is you know, getting kind of threadbare. I don't think they can retread tires 14 times. They, they tend to explode long before that, I think. 
I don't know much about about the <laughs> the engineering of the tires, but I, I have to say, I think 14 might be pushing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, I, I picked an out, a purposely outrageous example. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to talk you that. Yeah. And you know what I what I heard in that was I I used to listen to Wayne Dyer a lot, and he gave this example of these two women coming up to him. He just these two people were thinking about moving to Florida, I think, and and he was living there. And the woman came up to him and said, you know, like what are the people like here? Like, and and he said, well, what are the people like where you're coming from? And and the woman <laughs> said, you know, they're they're miserable. They like people don't help out. They don't do this. They don't do that. And he's like, well, I think you're going to find more of the same here. And then as the second woman came up and she was like, and she asked the same question, what are the people like? And, and he said, well, what do you find where you come from? And she said, oh, like people are so helpful. They're so kind. They, they always want to do this. And, and, you know, I, I love the people around. And, and he said, you know, I think you're going to find more of the same here. And, uh, and I just, yeah, I just thought that was so great. Like the way that you look at things or, or and that's kind of what I heard you sharing, Gary. And I, I thought that was so, uh, so important. If you, if you look at your meeting, you know, oh, it's, this day's going to suck. I got this meeting. I'm talking to this guy again. And this woman's like negative all the time. Like you're going to just find more of the same of that too. So I, I love that. No, I love that too. Yeah. What, what are you expecting? Well, yeah, that's pretty much what you're going to get. Yeah. No way to have much fun with that. No, of, of course not. And, and, you know, what I heard in the last conversation that I did, the last episode of this, we kind of explored being vulnerable and the, almost the opposite of serious. I used to think the opposite of serious was like playfulness and having fun. But I, I think what I've discovered now from that last conversation was that it's it's being vulnerable is the opposite of seriousness and being open to the, to the idea of having fun or adding that adventure into your life. Because if you cut it off, like, no, this has to be this way. I, I have to get this right. I, I have to do it this way. Then there's no room for that adventure, that play in the, in your life. So I was wondering if, if either one of you two could, could speak upon that. I don't know if you've ever heard this connection before, because I, I really just discovered it very recently, but, uh, it was very interesting to me to, to think about it like that. Well, the way I'm hearing it at the moment, which could change in five minutes, but <laughs> right now it's that we have really uh, how we see vulnerability. I mean, what is vulnerability? What is it? Is it just, I mean, is there really something we need to protect? And my idea of being serious is like, you got to have all your ducks in a row, everything has to be lined up, there's no room for spontaneity or the unknown to come in. And there is some sense of got to protect myself. But really, when we're being it's a funny word, because now it's so loaded, vulnerable, we get to be open, we get to be authentic, we get to feel things. And maybe it's just a matter of pre uh, preference, but vulnerability doesn't seem like, what are we really protecting? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, vulnerability is aliveness. I mean, when you get right down to it, that's what it, th that's what it boils down to. Vulnerability is aliveness. It doesn't mean you, you're, you know, you're holding your beating heart in your hand, waiting for somebody to slap it. That's, that's something else. Vulnerability is just being willing to say, I have nothing to protect. I have nothing to project. 
I'm just here and I'll see what happens. You know, nothing to defend, nothing to pretend. It's just, here I am, here you are, here's life. Let's see how it all works between us. We, we, we have so many arbitrary um, uh, lines we make up about our lives. And I see this an awful lot in, in uh, working with executives because they have a pretty strong idea that, oh, if, if I'm going to work and being serious, I, my, I can't have fun. That excludes the fun, you know? And what they don't realize is that that also excludes the lightness. It excludes a lot of the creativity. It, it excludes a lot of the spontaneity because that, oh, I'm being serious now. Oh yeah, can't have any fun, can't have any humor, can't, can't uh, let my mind wander anyway. That's not, that's not serious work, that's drudgery. And it's not gonna produce the best work you have either. When you're having a sense of fun, oh my God, the stuff that can get created is, is astonishing. It's just, you, then you're working with an infinite palette. When you, when you tell yourself, oh, no, no, can't have fun. That's, uh, that's off limits now, because now I'm being serious. Now I'm really, now I'm working. What, why would we ever think that? Well, I mean, don't you think a lot of it has to do with how high this, we imagine the stakes to be? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to get this right or I'm screwed. I've got to get this right or my life's a failure. I've got to get this right or I'll get fired. I've got to get this right or people will laugh at me. Whatever it is, it's, it's loading up those stakes that are completely imaginary mm -hmm. and, and don't mean anything and believing them. Yeah, and that's, I, I feel when people rise up the, the corporate ladder or however you want to explain it is, you know, now maybe there's people underneath me that they're like their livelihood matters upon me. And you're adding to those, those kind of stakes. And, and that's when it's like, Oh, well, I was having fun all the way up and now I'm a leader. So now I have to be serious. Now I, no, I have to behave like the other stiffs around me who have closed themselves off to life. Yeah. Versus wait a minute that person's having fun and they're really productive and they're doing really well. That's the way I want to live. That, that sounds like a better, that sounds like a better plan. Yeah. And you could, you could see it and you could kind of smell it from, you know, mile away when, when you see oh. someone that's living that way. Yeah. And it looks so easy and it looks like such fun and it is easy and it is fun. And why didn't anybody tell us? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The way that I put the description down in the in the thing was uh, was that like, you know, this famous quarterback said, you know, if you're, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And uh, and that's like they don't teach you that at, at business school or in college or in high school. You know, even that it's like, you know, this has to be you have to be serious. You have your test now. You have your things now like you, you have to follow the past. There's no uh, no room to have fun. <laughs> Yeah, and just think about people you may have worked for who were able to have a sense of fun and engender that and encourage it in others. Oh, that's, that's the kind of person you want to work for. You, know? you mean I get to bring my whole life to this job? Not just the little tiny piece that I, the sliver that I think fits in the slot? And that's what people do themselves when they think their, their work isn't fun. They're leaving the best parts of themselves somewhere else. 
And I used to ask clients all the time when I'd start working with them and I get some high powered guy and they were usually guys and I could see they were very serious and they weren't having a lot of fun. And I'd say, if, if, you're, um, if your family could see you at work, would they recognize you? And if your employees could see you at home, would they recognize you? Would they know who they were dealing with? And if the answer to the, either of those is no, you're leaving the best parts of yourselves, yourself in the wrong places. Bring it all in. People don't want to work for somebody if they don't feel like they know who it is. And people who are having a sense of fun, it's, it feels like, oh, I, can, I sort of know who they are. I can see their humanity. They want to have fun like the rest of us. And look, they're serious about their work too. What a great combination. Maybe I'll try that. Versus the, eh, well, the boss, mm, not having much fun. Guess I can't either. Yeah. I think because a lot of it is, a, sorry. No, go. <laughs> I think a lot of it is, is uh, well, it all really comes back to how we're looking at our lives and what it is that are, is in our lives. But if we're seeing everything as a problem or as a have to rather than I get to, mm. You know, play is reserved for after hours or for kids, uh -huh. but there's an association, especially in the business world, that if you're playing, then you're not serious. And being serious is the only way to get things done, which is just, you know, it's a leftover from the industrial age of this machine-like mentality, you know, nose to the grindstone, work, 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 no breaks, you know, none of the things that make us human, interaction, connection, community. And that's what, in the business world, that's right now we're being asked to look at more inclusion, more of a sense of cooperation rather than delegation. And when we do that, there is so much more that's possible to create. Oh man, this is like a, a nice breath of of fresh air when you when you hear these types of things and the way that you can you can go about your day in such a different capacity. It's it's so much better. It's so much easier that way too, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That ability to question what we've been given, whether it's in our day or from a from another person, is this the only way? is this my only option to live my life, to do my job? And until we start asking those kinds of questions, we get caught in a downward spiral and no fun, no play, no good things happening. You know, there's certain, there's certain jobs that I uh, don't particularly like. And I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of physical jobs. And right now, because I'm, we're trying to get the, the, the garden and everything all Put to bed for the winter. I'm 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 sort of hustling around trying to find time to to uh, get everything done before the ground freezes hard, you know. And as I'm doing that, I I come upon jobs that I've never particularly liked, and I notice myself sort of taking a look at that now and saying, well, what does that have to do with what I'm going to do right now? Yeah, I might have done this job 40 times in past years, but what does that have to do with right now? And if it doesn't have anything to do with right now, and it doesn't because it's just some old baggage that you're carrying along, then all of a sudden jobs that I, I have never really liked 
don't seem very hard. They can even seem pleasant. And it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a revelation to be, find yourself doing some physical job that you've never liked and thinking, well, mm, this isn't so bad. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of enjoying this. This is kind of nice, you know? That's amazing. And I, I love that. I've been trying to, to find that sense in, in more of the physical activities that, you know, they aren't glamorous. You don't get paid for them or you don't get rewarded for them necessarily. <laughs> like, it's just like part of your, if you want to keep your room clean or, you know, you want to like, you know, do the dishes. <laughs> like, like those aren't, you know, you're not going to get any awards for being the best dishwasher in the house, but uh <laughs> You, you know, if you, you, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but no, you're going to feel a hell of a lot better at the end of your shift. <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember um, when you said that, I remember working in a restaurant, you know, 40 years ago and there was a dishwasher there and he was a guy who'd been in the Navy for 20 years or something. And, and, and he, he, he'd been a, you know, he worked in the mess. He was, he was a kitchen guy. And you'd think that this guy had just been given a pile of money and toys every time he came to work. I've never seen anybody attack dishes with such, such joy and such uh, just fun. You know, this is doing dishes in a, in a, in a hot restaurant, you know, where the kitchen's hot and, uh, and, and you're, you know, just, you've got hot, really, really hot water coming down from the, the faucet all the time, just standing there sweating, you know, it's a, it's kind of a miserable, it's easy to imagine it as a miserable job when you look at yeah. the, oh, it's hot and oh, it's sweaty and uh, now this guy just, man, I used to love to watch him because I thought, what does he know? What, what, how, how can he do this? He's just washing dishes and he's having fun doing it. What does this man know? Did you and ask him? No. <laughs> Listen, I didn't, it didn't occur to me to ask him. And I don't know if he would have been able to answer, frankly, because he just he was just lifing. He knew how to let life pass through him with no friction. And that's exactly what was going on. And because there was no friction in his going through life, he, you know, it was a smooth, it was always a smooth transaction. And he was a little like a little kid, you know, there was that sense of wonder that, that accompanies that very often. Like he was the luckiest guy in the world to be able to wash dishes all night. That's amazing. What a great example of that. And uh, maybe, could, years. Yeah, maybe we could find this guy, get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love the way that you worded that, like letting life live through you without friction. That was just such a great, you know, think about, it. and it seems that at least to me, most of the friction is self-made. Sure it is. We're, we're back to the difference between pain and suffering. The, the suffering's always self-made. The pain may not be, but the, the suffering is. And, and, and that's just another form of suffering, isn't it? Telling yourself that your life is crap and that you don't like what you're doing and boy, why? Why do it to yourself? The dishes still have to be washed. Let's see, I can have fun doing it, or I can feel like a piece of crap doing it. What should I do? You know, I mean, it, there really is a choice that's that 
that stark and that and that black and white. Yeah, it's I, I love how we just went that full the full circle there. And See, I told you we'd get there. <laughs> you did. You told me from the beginning. That was very nice, very smooth too. You got right through there. That was beautiful. But you know what? I didn't know how we were gonna get there. I just Maybe. knew that life was gonna provide the answer. <laughs> It definitely did. And you know what else you even brought up was that it's a, that we have that choice. And that's what Nina shared in the beginning too. So we really like hit it all. We got all the way around. That was amazing. Yeah. I just want to comment on something that you said when I asked if you had asked this dishwasher what he knew and you said it didn't occur to you. And I think that's true for most of us when we're stuck in that downward spiral. It just doesn't occur to us that we could do it any other way. Yeah. So there's a, a reorientation, I think, that happens when we realize we don't have to do things the way we've always been doing them. There's no rule. Yeah. Not better, there, usually there, worse. There, there is a rule, except that we've made the rule up. And so now if we don't like the rule or if it doesn't fuel our lives in the way we want it to, we can make up a new rule. We made up the first one, we can make up another one. If that works, great. If it doesn't, we can think of another one. Yeah, I, I love that. And I feel that there's there's times when maybe you're not in the loop or the downward spiral, and then something happens, you know, some part of life happens, or maybe it's like a, a child or you know promotion or what something comes up and then that's when the spiral starts then you kind of lose track of you know having that fun or whatever like you have to go to work we have to pay the bills we have to like you know we got the new house like something along those lines happens and then the the spiral and you don't notice that you've kind of put yourself in there that you're in there right now yeah and the spiral started with all those have tos you just mentioned there wasn't a spiral until it was the have to, have to, have to. Then it feels like a big load. Then you're carrying a, a you know, an enormous load that isn't yours to carry if you don't want to. Yeah, it's it's interesting to to talk about it this way because I I feel that this conversation isn't something that's typically brought up in you know, businesses or in communities and, and people don't notice they're in that spiral no. and that it's self, a self-inflicted spiral. Well, when you live your life that way, it's very difficult to look at any given moment and say, well, what am I doing right now? Oh, I'm making it harder for myself than it needs to be. If, if that's the way you live your life, you're not, what you're thinking is, oh, life is hard. That's why I'm having a hard time because life is hard. But then there are all those guys, you know, back there doing the dishes, laughing and smiling and singing. So life, life can't be that hard. It must be something else. It must be the story we make up about our life that can be hard. And so what, what would you, either one of you can answer this, but what would you say to someone, especially like during this year where there's been, you know, loss of jobs, loss of family members, loss of, you know, normal life. And, 
and they haven't realized the spiral, or maybe they don't think that the spiral is self-made, you know, maybe that, oh, this is a COVID spiral that I'm in right now, or, you know, something along those lines. How can you get out of that? Or how can, what, what would you say to someone who's caught the, caught up in that right now? Take it, Nina. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think what I would suggest is a question that one of my dear friends has, has her tagline, which is, what else is possible right now? As soon as we start, there's something so incredible about asking questions because our mind immediately starts to search for the answer. Oh, what else? And until we start realizing that we have that ability to not only ask that question, but get answers to it. I think we'll keep in the spiral, but as soon as we have that feeling of, I don't like this feeling, I don't like this kind of life, that can be our springboard to what else is possible? What else do I really want for myself? And instead of saying, oh, I can't have that, whatever comes to mind, I can't have that, I can't have that. We don't know. There's so many things we don't know. So to be able to sit in a question and let answers come and not have to cut them down immediately as soon as we hear them, oh, no, 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 no. We, we just don't know. And that point of being wonder, of wonder, being in wonder really is, that's the playground. Yeah, yeah. that's where the flexibility is. I mean, and the freedom. Exactly, mm -hmm. freedom of freedom of mind uh, and sense of play are are closely entwined. It's an yeah. interesting relationship between them, you know, because if you don't have some sort of freedom of mind, you you're not going to be you're not going to be playing. You're going to be seriousing your work, you know. <laughs> so I'm gonna I can't play. I got a serious now. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's i i love that you you said that nina that that's the playground because i, I feel that I, maybe at least this year uh, what i've seen is that you know people forget that we're on this playground yeah. and you know i don't think it, it doesn't go anywhere you don't leave ever you just forget that you're there like you forgot oh, I forgot that I could go down this slide whenever I want to. <laughs> like, I forgot that I could go do the monkey bars or, or whatever it is. Like, you, you just don't realize it because you're caught up in this, this serious spiral of this life or, or something and, and you're missing that. Now, what else is possible? I love that that was the question you brought up. That was beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful question. And just... When you ask us, uh, or when you, you start to wonder about a question like that, the answer doesn't matter. And it's not a question of getting to the answer. It's getting, it's being in that place where you know that you don't know, and you're willing to let something reveal itself, something new, versus the same old answer. Oh, I feel bad because uh, it's Monday. That's why. You know, but that sense of just that sense of I wonder if I could I wonder if I could go to work today and have fun and do my job and be productive. Maybe I could be more productive than usual by having fun. Just that. I mean the, the answer doesn't matter. The examination that is 
the question holds you in. That's what matters. That's what starts to loosen things up and present new opportunities. You know, there's a, uh, a parable, which I would probably butcher, but what I'll condense it to is the idea that we're living in a prison, in a prison cell, and there's a key on the outside of the door. So we could get out at any time if we just reached our hand outside of the bar and, and turned the key. And we don't realize that that's waiting for us. We just, all we do is see the bars, but we don't mess around with reaching our hands out and seeing, is there a way out of this? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. So much of that is learned, you know, it's just sure. learned and conditioning, but we don't have to live that way. We can choose to do something else. Yeah, the, the other jail story I like is the one where somebody's in a cell and they, it's an enormous cell and they, um, they can see the bars all around them, uh, but they're sort of in the middle of the cell so they never get that close to the bars. And they're convinced that they're in this cell. It's a nice big cell, so they don't feel completely claustrophobic, but they, there is that sense of I'm confined here, I can't get out. I'm being held here against my choice. And then one day this person takes a walk, takes a little while to walk to the other side of the, of the cage. And when they get to the bars, the bars are four feet apart and they can walk right through them. But from where they were standing in the mindset that they were, the, the, um, the cell looked like it was escape proof, like they couldn't possibly get up because there was a, that assumption. Oh yeah, I see, you know, the bar, yeah, bars, I'm in a jail cell. That's right, I'm trapped here. And that, 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 uh, that surprise when you come to the bars and say, what, what was I thinking? This couldn't hold anybody in. This couldn't hold Andre the Giant in. He could walk right through the bars, you know? I, I love that. I, I never heard that before, but uh, it, it's so important. And, and you know, what I, uh, example I heard, so we'll all share a, a prison example. <laughs> a prison experience. It's <laughs> like you, you're pushing this door and you're trying to get out and you're pushing and pushing and people are telling you, you know, don't worry, just push harder. Like eventually you'll be able to get out like, and, and you listen to people and, and you, you figure out, you know, maybe I have to get stronger. So you go and you do like push-ups, and then you try to push again. And the whole time the door was a pull and you, yeah. you didn't even notice, like you didn't even try anything else. Like you, you tried to get stronger. You tried to keep going, trying to listen to people. And if you just try, just changed your approach or changed the way you looked at it, you, you could open the door very easily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all, all those obstacles are brought up by, I know, I know what I'm looking at here. I know I've been in this before. So I know it's going to be like that. It's going to be the way it was before, you know, and, and, it's, and, and, and in my experience, doors always open from the inside. So why would I look on the outside of the jail cell to see if mm -hmm. the key is hanging there and waiting to be turned? Right. Definitely. There's one of my favorite music lines ever comes from, uh, from the Eagles. And it's in a, a song already gone. And the line is, so oftentimes it happens that we live our lives in chains 
and we never even know we had the key. Yeah. And that's just, uh, it's, I, I love that, that line. That's like one of my favorite lyrics ever, but uh, it's crazy. We, we have that key. And we just have to. I didn't think you pigged as an Eagles fan, but yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah, I got the the Beatles up over here. I, I'm a big, uh, big classic, classic rock. Nina knows my my appreciation for the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know if she knew about the Eagles either, but <laughs> I, I didn't. That was a new one, but <laughs> I, you know, I think what's so being willing to play is contagious. When, and, and to be lighthearted and to be open and to be curious and to wonder and not to take things so darn seriously. That is so contagious. Gary and I were looking at a uh, video on YouTube that was of uh, Benjamin Zander, who is a conductor and musician and uh, oh, he must be in his eighties now but his ability to embody life and be full out is just, it blows your socks off. And he said that his definition of success was not accomplishment or achievement. It was how many shining eyes were in the audience that he was addressing. And if the eyes aren't shining, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. And isn't it funny because when we're in that situation, for most of us, when we're presenting ourselves to a group, um, our focus is entirely on ourselves and how we're doing. And that just cuts off the life, of course. And he, he understands that the less he's thinking about himself, the more like himself he really is. So he just gets out of his own way. And the audience likes that because they're sharing in that sense of aliveness. Yeah. Oh, this is a human. I'm a human. That's that's. I can be like. I can have that much fun. This is available to me too. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. component, right? Aliveness is that. How much aliveness is there in being serious? Yeah. Which doesn't mean uh, <laughs> being uh, irresponsible. Mm -hmm. It's a different game entirely. You can still be concerned with the important things but not have it be heavy yeah and still be open to possibilities that's that's amazing and michael gave a uh, a great example with uh with speaking like you were just sharing that oftentimes you know we we hold the flashlight up into our like into our eyes mm -hmm. and it's it's hard to walk or to see or to speak if the flashlight's always shining on you. But the minute you shine it to someone else, now maybe they're like, now it's you're out of your head, like you were just saying, Gary. And yeah. then you're just alive. You're not thinking about what it takes to be alive. Definitely. And I, I had to go through that. I had that from another coach. Uh, he gave the example of, of that exact thing. He pulled out, I was talking to him about coaching and that I was constantly in the beginning worried, you know, was that a good question? Was that the right thing to ask? Like, what if this person, like, I don't know, ends up needing to go to therapy after this conversation because we went too deep. Like there was just so much stuff and the flashlight was like this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's never you at your best when you're shining that light in your eyes, you know. Oh, it's hard to see. Yeah, it sure is. 
<laughs> you see you see a very bright light but that's all you see <laughs> yeah. exactly and and it's you know that even going back to your example with the prison like it's impossible to see how far apart those gates or the the bars are if that flashlight's in your eyes right. so isn't it just really cool to be able to point people to that possibility that there's another way to live yeah it's just it's like the best job in the world <laughs> yeah it's so it's so lovely to just see that glint of recognition in somebody's eye that seems to suggest oh wait i thought it had to be that way you mean it doesn't mm. you mean it can be some other way that it, it's just lovely to see that because the light gets brighter and brighter if they keep if they keep you know asking themselves that question if they're willing to live in that question maybe there's a different way to do it can i can i try something else with my life that might be more fun that might make me feel more alive with everything that i have to do that's a great place to hang out <laughs> yeah yeah. And invite other people to hang out with you. Yeah. Because it not only having that possibility in yourself and seeing it, you know, I was saying it was contagious, but it's also, what's the word, iterative. So I've got this zest for life or zest for possibility, and I somehow zap you with it. And then you light me back up and it just keeps going and keeps, it's a, it's a wonderful positive feedback loop that just gets bigger and bigger and the energy of it keeps getting bigger and bigger and more expansive. Yeah. That's the playground I want to live in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. That's a great place. And you know, you can play all night if there's so much light going on. Like, you know, it's not it's not gonna get dark there. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it never gets dark there. Yeah. <laughs> we generate our own light. I love that idea. That's such a great place to hang out. So um, I haven't done this on the show before, but it seems uh -oh. like about as good as time as ever to <laughs> test this out. <laughs> so I used to do a lot of improv. And so I was curious if you guys would like to participate in, a, in an improv game right right here on the show while we're while we're all together. Isn't that what we've been doing? <laughs> that pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so. Wait, that wouldn't be being serious, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the game is it's called the ABCs and we're going to continue the conversation. But each person, you have to start your sentence with the next letter of the alphabet. So we'll start with with A and you you continue. You say a sentence or so or even just a word. And then the next person has to, to continue and their sentence has to be with B and then C and then we continue on until we get to Z and, and wrap up the uh, the alphabet. How does that sound <laughs> to you guys? <laughs> okay, Let's short go. and sweet. Let's go. You start, Martin. All right, I'll uh, I'll kick us off here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> because after all, didn't we come here to go somewhere or feel like we were? Could it be that we don't really know? 
don't really know where I'm going to go from here. Everything's that way, isn't it? Funny, isn't it? Gee, I really can't remember the letters in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Happily, I've memorized them. So I, I can. I can. And incidentally, do we really need to go in order? Just to play by the rules that we've completely created up. <laughs> <laughs> well, kudos for you for even suggesting this, Martin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was my turn, actually. Thank you, Nina. Listen, this has been a great conversation and I'm just enjoying <laughs> hanging out with you both. <laughs> I don't know who's next. Is, are you next or I am I you, next? I think you are. Martin, you're really good at this. <laughs> Nothing we've said goes off topic, does it? We can bring it all back to this. Probably just following following wisdom i guess <laughs> really that's the best way to go did we skip some letters yeah q <laughs> <laughs> quiet 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 <laughs> <laughs> which one did you do nina you just did r didn't you i did Beep. Seems like there isn't a word that begins with S. Isn't <laughs> Thankfully, I've been getting some pretty easy letters so far. Understandably, it would be easier for certain letters than other letters. But the fact that we have our creative potential to draw from gives us a way out or a way in. Very good way out or in. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> x-ray, x-ray, x-ray. <laughs> yeah. There's really only one way to look at this. Infinite possibilities, infinite potential. Having fun, playing, not taking ourselves too seriously. Zippity doodah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys jumping in. I just totally messed it up. I went to X and just said excellent, even though that's not even. <laughs> that's okay. that, that, that was great. Yeah, we tried. But thank you for participating in that. That was a lot more fun than I was expecting. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> well, see, I had fun because I was expecting to have fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I was willing to play. You were willing to play. Excellent. That was so much fun. I really appreciate you jumping in on that. That was great. So uh, I don't want to keep you guys for for too much longer, but uh, I I would just like to to hear you say one one last thing, one more thing to to the listeners. You know, maybe there is somebody caught up in their in their spiral, or you know, they've been at the same job for a long time, or you know, maybe there's just too much 
seriousness going on for them. So what would be one last message you would have for this person if, if they made it this far, they made it through the, uh, the game that we just played and they're still listening, what would you like to share with them? Well, I'll jump in. I would say that you have absolutely no idea what else could be possible for you, what other quality of life that you could have, and it's waiting for you. So don't be afraid. Leap and the net will appear. Or else leap and you'll fly. But either way, you're covered. Yeah, good. That's lovely. I, I'd say um, uh, you don't know what's coming. You have no idea what's coming, and that's a gift because then your whole life gets to be a discovery. And if you if you go back into the idea of yeah I, I know what today's going to be like I know what tonight's going to be like I know what tomorrow's going to be like I know what next week is going to be like you're taking that gift of life away from yourself and why would you do that Wow those were phenomenal shares I love what each of you just said thank you so much that that gift of life is it's easy to give it away, but it's also easy to, to make sure you keep it. So I, I love that, Gary. Yeah, you can't ever really give it away. You can only yeah. give it away momentarily. Mm -hmm. Or feel like you've given it away momentarily. Yeah. Okay, so if people would like to connect with you, where can they find you both? You can find me on my website ninalockwood.com i'm on linkedin i'm on medium where else am i i'm here in my home in upstate new york <laughs> you can come knock on my door anytime if you're wearing a mask <laughs> well i'm uh i'm you better give you your website there darling i thought i did nina ninalockwood.com sorry guess i didn't hear it um i'm uh i'm because I'm uh, in the astral plane, I'm, I'm a little harder to find than Nina is right now. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to do a new website. My old website's down. So uh, if you want to find me, I guess you could look at my TED talk and you can find me on LinkedIn and a couple other places. But Your email I, address. Yes, and my email address is G-A-R-Y-S-T-I-N-E, numeral seven, at gmail.com. All right. That sounds great. Thank you both. I'll be putting, Nina, I'll put your website uh, in the, the comments or the notes and Gary, I'll put your, uh, would you prefer the LinkedIn link or the website, or, or I'm sorry, the email for you? What would you prefer me put down there? Either, either one's fine. Either okay. one's fine. All right. That sounds great. And as soon as you get your website up and running, you let me know and I'll update the, the show notes for you so we can, uh, so people oh, can well. come and come and hunt you down. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, this was really fun. Thank you. Yeah, this was, I, I love this so much. This is such a, a great conversation. I appreciate you both taking part and, and taking up some time on a, a Friday afternoon to, to speak with me. There was so much value and, and just so many different great questions to go exploring with uh, throughout the weekend. And I, I just think that there's there's so much more to, to look at. So I, I appreciate you both so much. And Thank we you. do. 
Thank you. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you, Martin. Sure was. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's a pleasure for me to, to spend time with you both. This was phenomenal. And uh, I think people are going to get such value out of listening. So if you've made it this far, still listening, thank you so much. This was another episode. This is the second one with the married couple. And they are just two phenomenal coaches that just bring so much light into the world. And uh, I'm just so glad that they're here. So these episodes will be coming out every Sunday. And if you're an entrepreneur and you'd like to, to jump in on the fun, please feel free to, to reach out to me and we'll, uh, we'll schedule a time to get you on the episode. But uh, thank you for now. This was episode, what episode is a seven, I believe, of the Entrepreneur Playground. So thank you guys so much again. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.